Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 664. I have a good memory that perhaps more than anything else sits in the center of what I am. It is the talent upon which so many of my other skills depend. I can only guess how I came by my memory. My early stage training, perhaps? The games my parents used to help me remember my lines. Perhaps it was the mental exercises Abinthai taught me to prepare me for the university. Wherever it came from, my memory has always served me well. Sometimes it works much better than I'd like. That said, my memory is strangely patchy when I think of my time in the Fae. My conversations with Valurian are clear as glass. Her lessons may as well be written on my skin. The sight of her. The taste of her mouth. They are all fresh as yesterday. But other things I cannot bring to mind at all. For example, I remember Valurian in the purple twilight. It dappled her through the trees, making her look as if she were underwater. I remember her in flickering candlelight, the teasing shadows of it concealing more than it revealed. And I remember her in the full, rich amber of lamplight. She basked in it like a cat, her skin warm and glowing. But I do not remember lamps or candles. There is a great deal of fuss when dealing with such things, but I cannot remember a single moment spent trimming a wick or wiping soot from the glass hood of a lamp. I do not remember the smell of oil or smoke or wax. I remember eating fruit and bread and honey, valerianate flowers, fresh orchids, wild trillium, lush celis. I tried some myself. The violets were my favorite. I don't mean to imply she ate only flowers. She enjoyed bread and butter and honey. She liked blackberries especially. And there was meat too. Not with every meal, but sometimes. Wild venison, pheasant, bear. Valerian ate hers so rare that it was almost raw. She was not a fastidious eater either. Not prim or courtly. She ate with her hands and teeth. And afterwards, if we were sticky with honey or pulp or the blood of bears, if we were sticky with honey or pulp or the blood of bears, we would wash ourselves in the nearby pool. I can see her even now, naked, laughing, blood running down her chin. She was regal as a queen, eager as a child, proud as a cat. And she was like none of those things. Nothing like them. Not in the least. Not in the least little bit. My point is this. I can remember our eating. What I cannot remember is where the food came from. Did someone bring it? Did she gather it herself? I cannot bring it to mind to save my life. The thought of servants intruding on the privacy of her twilight glade seems impossible to me. But so is the thought of Valerian baking her own bread. And that's the page. Jeremy? Who are you? I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. And uh, Nick is still away in the Fae. 
We wonder what age he'll be when he gets back. Who can say? Will we be older, or will he? Maybe he'll be like little baby Colin Robinson in What We Do in the Shadows. I don't think you can, like, go... I, I don't think you can become younger in Faye. I think you just stop aging. Hmm. We'll see about that. Anyway. <laughs> back to what we were talking about. And what were we talking about? The page! Uh, this is all, like... I feel like this is a long way to say what we kind of already knew about the Fae in that, like we were talking about this the other day, how uh, they mentioned like a bridge and it's like, oh, like that's a man-made thing. And he's talking kind of about like candles and lamps and stuff. And he remembers seeing Florian in the light of those things, but he can't remember those things. And those are very like, like sentient being made things. So it's sort of, I don't know. Like, we sort of already knew that Quoth couldn't remember those objects, but it just wasn't on the page until now, of course. He hasn't called attention to it. I mean, what this calls to mind for me is it is drawing attention to something that is often true in fairy tales where, like, details of logic aren't explained. Like, in a way that, like, and, and in a fairy tale, we tend not to question it for whatever reason. Like, you know, what is the 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 evil stepmother's relationship with the woodcutter in Snow White. Like, why does she know that guy? What's, what's, you know, what, what hold does she have on him that makes him go out and try to kill Snow White for her? You know, why are the three little pigs living in the woods? What jobs do they have that they each have different houses with different building materials? You know, where did they get them? Do they go like down to the general store in Pigtown? Like those sorts of like logistical details just don't come up in a fairy tale because it's not the point. And I think it's kind of Rothfuss is calling attention to that in the Fae that like those sorts of logistical details is like, where are they getting the food? Those don't matter because that's not the point of Fulurian. She's like above such things or, or beyond such things. So I think, and he doesn't also, also I think he doesn't want to take up page space explaining them. So he comes up with the elegant solution that Quoth can't remember it because that's not the kind of thing you remember from a fairy story. Reasonable. Also, though, potential possibility, but I, I agree, I like just, just to be the Nick in the room for a minute. What if Quoth couldn't remember those things for like a Felurian magic kind of reason? So so Quoth's like talking about how like Felurian can affect how he thinks, like just by her nature. And he thinks he's like pretty good at dealing with that to an extent. But what if he's not as good at dealing with it as he thinks? What if she has put some kind of glamour on him that he doesn't remember her, like, you know, putting her makeup on in the morning or having her servants, you know, arrange her bower just so because that would spoil the magic of her. Yeah. That. (laughs) I, I think that's like, I can't discount that it's a possibility, but I think I would find that disappointing. I think, the Fae is like the one part of this book that has always resisted having like a sort of more mundane, less exciting explanation for it. The way that like sympathy or the Dracus do. I think that it's important to have that contrast. Like, no, there are some things in this world that are just magical and uh, mysterious and beyond mortal understanding. And I think that if the explanation was actually it's not as magical or mysterious as you think, Flurian just made you think that, I think that would be like less exciting to me personally. But 
It well, the good it, news is that we'll probably never know. <laughs> well, I mean, unless it becomes important enough that we do, right? What if that is a thing that comes up in the Doors of Stone? I'm going to take a wild bet and say it probably isn't. Perhaps not. But I guess my point is, if it did become a plot point, that would be very in keeping with the with one of the themes of this book, which is like, look closer at this story. What aren't you being told? Reasonable. Yes. I do feel like this page is very much like a page where Rothfuss is going, but wait, look again. <laughs> yeah. It, it's It might be the kind of thing that after having read the third book, we will return to and go, ah, look what he was doing here. I do love that. I do love doing that sort of thing. Although I hate that it requires a reread because I hate rereading things. But now we have this podcast. So I don't have to reread it. I can just listen to the podcast. It's going to yeah, be great. Another thing you famously love to do. I, yeah, yeah, you make a decent point. Yeah, I, I don't even remember the last time I listened to a podcast. Not even your own. Not even my own. Sad. I'm a bad podcaster. Shame on me. Truly. Um... <laughs> One other thing that I like on this page is there is kind of a sinister undercurrent to Fullerian eating bear and venison, tearing into it with her teeth and hands. That speaks to something kind of primal and predatory and a little scary. I mean, I think that that just brings us back to what we also like. It's just a reminder of what we already know about Fullerian, which is that like, despite being very lovely, like, she is very much kind of like a creature. Yeah, she's dangerous and wild. Yeah. And, like, I think that, like, the idea of the imagery of, of her, like, having blood running down her face and laughing and just, like, being is, like, that just makes perfect sense to me based on what we already know about Florian. It's just like, yep, that's... That is the thing that you are hanging out with. Like that is the the, the creature <laughs> that that feels a little human, but definitely is not. <laughs> yeah, and Rothfuss is always at pains to remind us, like this being does not think like you, does not act like you. Like it's like the difference between a dog and a wolf, right? It looks like you know at first glance they look the same, and then when you look a little bit closer, they're not the same at all. Yep. Very good. I think that's everything I've got on this page. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on? No, no, I'm good. Let's move along. That's right. Listeners, we will touch on each of your hearts on tomorrow's page of the Wind. Wind.